Hey my friends, welcome to now. I just want to drop this quick podcast to celebrate the release today of my first book, Now is the Way, an unconventional approach to modern mindfulness. And also to thank you all for being so awesome, for coming on this book release journey with me over the last year or plus or something like that. I'm incredibly grateful for you, Um, Just the countless messages and emails I've received from you all saying that you're excited about the book, that you've already pre-ordered. Thank you so much. I just cannot express how grateful I am to be able to share this with you. And I put a little note, a little thank you in the back of the book just for you awesome, amazing Astro Hustle listeners. Uh, But I truly do mean that. You know, like I, I wrote this book because of you all, you know, in over the course of my life, I spent most of it figuring out how to deconstruct my own suffering, how to get on the other side of the challenges that I was facing, and ultimately to wake up and begin living the idea of reality that I knew was possible. And uh, as I talked about those things on the show, the experiences I thought only really related to me, things like my existential paralysis or dealing with the evolutionary hangover or whatever it might be, the feedback from you all saying, hey, I have experienced that or I'm experiencing that now was a real awakening moment for me, a great insight because it showed me that these aren't me experiences, these are we experiences, they're universal human experiences. And so that was one of the things that really pushed me to write this book in the way I did because I figured out how to live the life I want and to let go of the negative parts of myself and to get much closer to being the person I want to be. And so I wrote out this book like a map. You know, it's the map I use to get from point A to point B. And I want to share it with you all so that it'll cut down the time it takes you to get where you want to go and to begin experiencing the true bliss that is available in the present moment. All right. So to continue uh, just kind of celebrating the release and giving you all these psychic high fives, I'm going to read a quick section of the book here. Um, And it encapsulates, I think, a lot of what's going on. So I think it's a good section, which is called Why We Miss What's Right in Front of Us. Simple things are easy to miss, and we miss them. What's interesting is that we don't overlook what appears obvious because we don't notice it. We overlook what seems obvious because our mind thinks of it as known. You and I are designed to operate in this way. See, our brains only have so much energy. When they decide they have the full picture of something, they move on. The brain ignores what is apparent because it has evolved to constantly scan its environment. Our lives are spent with darting eyes. We're not looking for what is there but for what is new or different. What is there then fades into the background as we look to the horizon. Think of how easily you get used to sensations. Only when a sensation is interrupted does your attention draw back for another look. Let's say you decided to go on a dream vacation, a safari in Africa to see some of Earth's most beautiful animals in their natural environment. You sit parked in the touring car. As you look out across the field of tall, blonde grass, you hope for a glimpse of an incredible lion. While you wait, you admire the grass itself. The blonde grass is long, full, and strangely uniform in height. The wind moves through it in a sensual way. Each strand of grass responds to the wind on its own, but is mysteriously connected in a wave of motion, breathing with its siblings. 
the movement hypnotizes. Suddenly, you notice a distinguished lion has teleported only a few dozen yards away. He is crouched down, using the line of the grass as a disguise. When the wind blows, his powerful blonde mane blends with the waves of grass and he seems to disappear. You keep your hopeful eyes locked on the spot where you last saw the lion resting. You wait for a glimpse of the enchanting creature as he moves. The sensual blonde grass fades. We're always looking for the next thing. The modern world teaches us that happiness is obtained. It should be something we can hold and show others. If our happiness is heavy and weighs us down, then that will prove it has value. We're taught to grab at life and take what is ours, then wear it around for others to see. This way of thinking is ingrained in us all, but leaves our hearts wanting. Together, we walk around like excited Labradors, waiting for a treat from the world that it can never award. But that feeling often makes us go harder, want deeper, and lean further into looking for what is next. The final answer must be right around the corner. It feels close. Our intuition stirs at this moment for a reason. The answer is indeed close, but we keep looking just past it. The way is not forward. The way is now. The peace, fulfillment, and home that we all look to grasp, to discover, with such earnest heart, is here. The abundance of the present moment is waiting for us to stop looking for what is next so that we can see it again. We have become used to what seems obvious and have stopped looking. Now is faded out like the sensual blonde grass in the Sahara. Our gaze is strong in the direction that we last saw the lion's striking delicate mane. We are caught, hoping for a glimpse of what we have been told we must grasp. The lion is our desire. When we get too wrapped up in grabbing at what we think will make us complete, we stop being able to see what is apparent. The anxiety of wanting makes the abundance of what is already here blurred and faded. Desire is not only in things. We desire to hurry up, feel in control, be perfect, make others more like us, and so on. We miss the beautiful blonde grass in hope of spotting a lion. The edginess of wanting keeps us clenched, blind, and distracted from the moment. Life is happening all around us. All we have to do is allow ourselves to slow down and take it in. But it's tough to go against our design, and the complexity of modern living makes it even harder. We feel that we almost want or need to be distracted all the time. Distraction has the illusion of comfort. Take a look around any public place, or even your living room, and you'll see the tops of heads, eyes sunk into glass screens. This kind of addiction to distraction, which comes in too many forms, draws us out of the present. When sucked into a phone, we scroll the glass screen with a finger and the world scrolls by our bodies. There is such an allure to giving our minds over to the computer, phone, or momentum of fidgety tasks. Because our minds are spinning, we feel like we're getting somewhere. This feeling of the hunt draws us in. All the while, our bodies tense and harden. Managing the urgency of anxious distractions adds to our stress, turns our back muscles into a curved shield, and limits our senses. Experiencing the present moment is simple. You're doing it right now. How deeply you're engaged with it is a question of another sort. See, it's not what you do to become more present, but what you don't do. At first, this will feel counterintuitive to your ego. Up until now, we, you, me, everyone 
have been taught that we should fill the space before us. We've been told that we have to build more structures, fill our homes with more things, and do more. Our society commands us to stay busy if we want to look productive and be perceived as valuable. Hoarding objects and thoughts has proven time and time again to lead to more suffering. So let's try a different approach. Instead of adding things, thoughts, and tasks to our day, how about we go in the other direction? Let's try removing things. With greater empty space in our minds, there will be a clearer view from the windows of our eyes. With more empty space in our bodies, there will be more room to breathe. Thank you all again so much for checking out the book, for checking it out today, if possible. If you go to nowistheway.com, you can check it out at Amazon, where they have the Audible audiobook, which I narrated, and Aubrey read his Ford. Um, they have the Kindle, of course, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, IndieBound, all those links are there too. You can go check that out. And also, a quick reminder, I'll be speaking, reading, and signing at Book People in Austin, Texas on September 26th at 7 p.m. So please come out, say what's up, and uh, hang out with us there. Of course, a quick review on Amazon or Goodreads would be incredibly useful and valuable. And uh, if you do want to buy the book in a brick-and-mortar store, which I highly suggest, uh, I'm going to keep the pre-order bonuses going for a few days after the on-sale day so you can take advantage of that. I'm so grateful for you all. You know, it's truly because of you that I was able to create this book and have it be out in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I put everything into it so there wouldn't be a chance that it did not serve you in your life. Thanks again and much love.